Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. Um, this morning, we're just carrying on a little bit. We've got a great testimony from one of um, the, uh, the members down in air, a young man called Ryan Dyer. I'm going to show that for, for, for our offering message. So I have to, I have to speed through here. So um, praise the Lord. I believe that um, the Holy Spirit will deposit what we need in our hearts out of this. But I want to read this. Is, so I'm talking, we're talking about... Um, Victory, being victorious, and uh, last week we spoke about how God delivers us, delivers us to victories, Um, but this week we're going to look at why all the troubles, why do troubles come, why why do do tribulations and trials and storms come, and in Matthew 24, in verse 4 in the Amplified Bible, it says, Jesus answered, be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. For many will come in my name, misusing it and appropriating the strength of the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, and they will mislead many. You will continually hear of wars and rumors of wars. You continually hear of those things. See that you're not frightened. I love that. See that you're not frightened. For these things must take place and that is not yet the end of the age. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs, of the intolerable anguish and the time of unprecedented trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know if I want to be here when that comes. And they will hand you over and they will hand you over to endure tribulation. Who are they? And will put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name, the name of Jesus. At that time, at that time, many will be offended and repelled by their association with me and will fall away from the one whom they should trust and will betray one another. Many false prophets will appear and mislead many because lawlessness is increased and the love of most people will grow cold. But the one who endures and bears up under suffering to the end will be saved. Uh, This good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end of the age will come. So uh, that's under no illusions that that there's not further trouble to come, uh, further tribulation and all of that, further storms, great storms, under no um, illusion at all. And last week, we talked about the trouble and tribulations we face. And the fact is that they're inevitable. God's clear on that. His word's clear on that. When will, this, when will these storms come? Well, unlike watching the weather at the six o'clock news, where the meteoral, meteor, that's, I try saying that, the, the, I nearly said meaty, p, p, had, uh, meteor pizza and my the meteorologist um, predict natural storms, and even then they can get that wrong at times, can't they? <laughs> uh, the, the Scottish meteorologists have got a job on their hands, that's for sure. We will face unexpected storms. 
We'll face unexpected storms for different reasons, and there'll be times, I believe, we'll be supernaturally delivered from some such situations. But at other times, there's a necessary journey through the storm. And the script, this scripture in Matthew 24 talks about, in inverted commas, that time. So when will, this, when will tribulations and troubles come? At that time. There's no chronological exact time for it, as far as I can tell. Amen? Only signs of the times. And we need to discern and heed those, amen, and be watchful. The Bible says, be watchful and take heed lest calamity come upon you and overtake you. So it's always a case of being vigilant and being ready, but, but all the while continue to work together in readiness for whatever comes. And this is a little prelude to the whys of the troubles that come. And there's a reason I'm going over this. Um, so, and we'll get to that in a minute, but there's no doubting one reason why we must endure storms, and that is so we develop godly character, all right? We do. We develop godly character as we go through these things. However, godly character is also produced by being together, by being together, Amen. Being in fellowship with others produces godly character. That's why the fruits of the Spirit are so important. Amen? It is. Being with others is so important. And I believe that people who have accepted and who truly share a God-given vision, amen, and I, we believe this house has a God-given vision, you can get along and accomplish anything. You can, that's a, the important part of their word is get along. You can get along and accomplish anything. You know, we can, we can endure more and we can do more together. We can rejoice together. We will sorrow together. There's no doubt about, about that. But I'm putting it out there this morning. Whatever you perceive to be victory, what, what's your, what, what is your idea of victory or a victory? What do you need? Because out there, people need victory. They want victory. They definitely do. They want things to work out better. I feel I can say this. You'll all achieve more. We will achieve more by being connected to and staying connected to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in, in other words, Staying in fellowship with believers. Staying in fellowship with believers. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, in the New King James, it says, Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with one another. Everyone's got that unsympathetic friend. <laughs> it's like, that's nothing. You know? Everyone's, but it says here, be, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender in your heart and keep a humble attitude. Amen? This, this principle of being of one mind is, is vitally important because if you go back to Matthew 24, you can see there in the, in the times that are coming, minds are going to diverge. You will, you will be with people who you think are what you, th you have an idea of what they may be, but they're totally divergent to you. You understand what I mean? Yes. So, and, and so there's a oneness in the spirit, and we have, there's only one spirit to be one in. Yes. 
The, you know what I'm saying? We don't, get a, we don't get a choice. So when we're together, all of our efforts, all of our gifts, and there's so much gifting in this room right now, so, much, so many talents in this room, all of our faith, our finance, and more, most importantly, our prayers all get multiplied together. And we become a great force together. With Jesus at the center, we become a great force. Amen. And sometimes we think, do you know what? All we, all we need is the power of one. The, has anyone heard that before? The power of one. And we, we know we grew up with superheroes and, you know, Chuck Norris. You know, he's a one-man army, you know. The power of one, I can, we can, I can do, you know, if he can do it on his own, I can do it on my own, you know. The coronavirus is waiting for a Chuck Norris vaccine, you know. It's like, you know, but it's, that's, it's like, in, you know, the power of one. And I don't deny that there are people who've turned the world upside down by their deeds and their words, okay? Because it just takes one obedient man to change a nation, okay? So, if, um, if that's the case, as far as I know, in nearly all cases, there's someone behind the scenes or someone that's with them or who has gone before them. It's never only just one person. There's others that invest into, sacrifice for, support, advance the cause that these people that we know are great people, they don't do it on, the, on their own. They do it with others, amen? And the other people that are there many times, they're the, the anonymous, the unseen, the unknown, working in the background. We might never discover who they are, okay? Invisible to us, but never to God, all right? In fact, God's word says that those people will be recognized and rewarded, okay? And you can find that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. It says, I'll go to the very, I'll just go to the end in verse, I'll go from 3. But when you do charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. But in the sense that there's people that come together, and um, they're behind the scenes, they're, they're making, you know, we're together reaching the lost. You know what I'm saying? So um, you might not be standing here, you might not be on media or on live stream, but you're together, we're doing it. And God recognizes that, amen? So thank God for the example that Jesus showed us in that regard. He had his family, amen, but he chose companions for his ministry journey. And he also, I believe, had a very supportive group around him, women, actually. Mary, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, maybe Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, there were people that were there that were for Jesus. And when, you know, because there's no doubt about it, they went through some stuff, him and the, the, the men he chose to go through that journey with him, but he had people there that were supporting him, amen? So, you know, Jesus is, was the son of God. Now, if anyone could have decided to go alone, who could it have been? Could have been him. You know, but even he chose not to. And it was even up to the point 
where he was really alone and forsaken, and it had to come to that. That storm had to come for him, but he didn't go it alone. Amen. And so even though Christ alone can save the world, Christ can't save the world alone. He needs us. He needs us as partners with him. Amen. And so he, he, is, our, he is the Savior. He's our Savior. Now, as, as much as we'd like to think we are the Savior of the world sometimes, <laughs> I don't know if that's a burden I want. Uh, Jesus is the Savior, and, that's, and he's taken that. And so, praise God, we are not. Um, I just want, you know, you know, our lives as individuals to testify to the goodness of God. Amen. And, 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 and realize the uniqueness of the people that are sitting six feet away from you today. Realize their uniqueness. Realize that their souls and every soul is precious to God. And, and, and let cultivate that unity here because the, there are troubles coming where, you, where we need to be together. Absolutely together. We have to stand together. Amen. God wants us to be grafted into the vine. Hallelujah. And so we're going to, we're not long now until we're moving into another new year. Can we move into 2021 with this faith that no matter what 20, I mean, everyone's like, surely it can't be as bad as 2020, you know, but no matter what trouble comes in 2021, you know, um, troubles or tri tribulations or trials, they could be great even, but the victory will be greater. The victories will be greater so because God is great. So the victories are going to be greater. Hallelujah. And so our God is greater than what 2021 will bring against us. And we don't know what it will bring. Um, all we know is what is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. And that's what we've got. And so we need to be together. And I, I, one of my favorite um, missionaries and explorers of all time, I've read a uh, couple of his books, is David Livingston. And I, I'm totally inspired by David Livingston's life. And he said this, if you have men who will only come if they know there's a good road, I don't want them. I want men who will come if there's no road at all. And, and that's, that's the reality of life sometimes. You know, there's no promise that things are going to be easy. Amen. And so the people that come to join they got to know that, you know what, that's what, you, what you're letting yourself in for, yeah. you know? And I, I believe that the Holy Spirit right now, I believe that this is what's happening in, ahead of next year, um, and is that he's, he's, he's calling people up, stirring people up and calling people up. It's a call up. It's like when, you know, when you get into matric in school in South Africa, you get, there's a letter, a brown envelope comes in the post. It's your call up papers. You, you're hereby conscripted for two years in the South African Defense Force. And um, you know what? It looks more and more likely in the times that we're living in that we are being called up to be defenders of the faith, to be in defense of what we believe in. And we need to rely on the Holy Spirit for wisdom and foresight. You know, in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, because we sometimes think, oh, do you know what? Well, you know, is, isn't defense, you know, why would I want to be on defense when we should be on offense? Let me read this scripture to you. 
But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, but do it gently and with respect. We, we win the, we'll win the world by defending the faith. And, and, and people will ask you, what, why are you hopeful? Why are you happy? And that is when we get our in, you know? So, you know, I think there's going to be times when you're going to compel people like, I've, we've been down a long road. I've been witnessing to you for a year. Now, I'm, there's no more playing around. It's not a game now. You need to make a decision. Do you understand what I mean? But, you know, it's, it's about, you know, it's, it's that call to defend, to defend. Amen? And there's one thing, sure in life, sure as anything, is people always have a question. People always have a why. And they'll come and they'll ask you, well, why, did, why, why has this happened to me? You know, why does this always happen to me? That type of thing. And questions along those lines. So let's quickly consider some reasons why. Okay. So one is, we know Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord has plans for you. Well, so does the devil. The Lord has plans for us and so does Satan. And there's a constant warfare between both of those things. Amen. You know, some people say, well, you're only going to go through trials and tribulations and storms if you're in sin. You know, I've heard, you know, that's what people, quietly they're thinking that. Oh, so-and-so is going through a really hard time. I know why that is. No. Oral Roberts, if you know Oral Roberts, he said that there are two threads that run through the Bible and through life. The first thread is God always seeking to bless his people and guide us into a place of fulfillment. The second is, the, is Satan constantly seeking to change us from the way that God made us so that he can lead us astray and destroy us. The, the thing that Satan is after more than anything is the soil of your heart. Because if he can change the soil condition in your heart, I'm thinking back to boot camp now, which was amazing, Deja's boot camp, the soil. If he can change that, you will not, God can't plant anything that will grow in you. So that's his thing. And every time that God asks us to do something, the devil's going to present us with a corresponding option. Have anyone ever had that? Some people say, what is it on one shoulder and what is it on the other? Is, is that, is that, you know, is that really true? Yeah. Sometimes we believe God for something, but we settle for an alternative that produces a different result, not the result that God intended for us. So there's, there are, there's always an option. We always grew up being taught that Satan perverts everything that God created for good. So there's always a counterfeit of something that God has. I, I, I like to think of it as this. Satan uses seduction to get you to... You know, see, see that thing that God has asked you to do? That's going to be hard. You're going to need to, give, you're going to, need to stop this and do, don't do that and give up this. And, but how about this? It's mm, a bit better, huh? It sounds better. It's like a seduction, a temptation, a, seduc a seduction, amen? And we need to be careful about judging people concerning what's coming, what's come upon them. And then coming to the conclusions, well, it must have come on you because you're a bad person. That's not true. 
It's because there's this warfare there. Yeah? And if that was the case, then Stephen the deacon who was stoned to death for preaching the gospel, he must have been in sin, right? He got stoned to, to death because he must have, had, must have been hiding something. No. No. Because if you read the, the Bible in Acts chapter 7, the, the Bible says that he was full of the Holy Ghost. He was a man full of the Holy Ghost, yet his life ended by being, he was martyred for standing up for, for, for Christ. Yeah. Amen? So, and if you think about Job, who we know well, Job hated evil and he loved God with all his heart, but we know that Satan went into God's presence and asked permission for God to test Job. Amen? But what did Job's friends say to him? Well, you must be doing something wrong. You must be in sin or something. That's why all of this stuff, calamity is coming upon you. And the one thing I, didn't, I, I don't always appreciate is that that time of trial was only nine months or so. You know, he was a rich man before the, the trial and he was twice as rich afterwards. Give me nine months. I'll take nine months any day of the year. You give me, <laughs> you know? So, you know, and, and they're trying to say, well, it's because of this, because of that. What we need to know is that if, if we do practice sin, it will open up the door to trouble and storms and trials. It definitely will. Amen. We will, it's like, uh, it's like my stupidity of the story last week. The storm's coming and I'm going to unzip the whole awning and let, I'm going to invite, I'm going to accommodate the storm. You know what I mean? So, uh, no, that, that doesn't, doesn't work. If you invite trouble into your life, then you're going to get what you're looking for, isn't it? Yeah, trouble's never too far away if you're looking that. Amen. So that was the first one. There's this warfare between the two. Storms, trouble, tribulations will come as a result of you just being obedient to God's voice. Amen. And um, in Mark four, uh, in Mark four thirty four, it says, you know, when I think we read it last week, Jesus says, "Let us go to the other side," and then they leave the multitude. And they all go over to the other side and there was other little boats with them. The people who experienced the storm were the people who had said yes to Jesus. We're going to go over there with you, okay? And so, you know, you're going to find that some people will, will, will avoid those situations because they'll leave. But those who answer the call and are obedient will go, will go through those things. Amen. It's like Noah in Genesis. Amen. It's like Noah in Genesis. In Genesis 6.14, God says, make yourself an ark out of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. So God says, here's your instruction for you. This is what you need to obey. So Noah receives God's instruction because a flood is coming. Amen. And of course, we know what happens. He's mocked and he's laughed at and he's ridiculed, and that's what happens when you decide to obey. Every time we decide to obey, every time we choose to obey, we can expect that type of treatment. To some greater, I mean, Noah, he had it bad, you know. The whole human, you know, the, every, the, the whole human race had, had wanted nothing to do with the Lord. So, you know, being obedient to the Lord 
is costly in that sense. It could cost you many things, your job, it could cost you relationships. So, amen. It could cost you friendships, Barbara, yeah. Being obedience could cause you friendships. And even the Bible says, and I don't have the scripture, that even members of your own family would turn against you, you know? So, in Daniel 3, they had a choice. Nebuchadnezzar made a golden image, and, you know, everyone's got to bow down to this image. And uh, Daniel and, and his friends defied that. And because they, because they defied the king and wanted to remain uh, obedient, his anger and fury got even greater, and he turned the heat of the fire up seven times. Yeah? And so, you know, I think sometimes if we were commanded to cease speaking the name of Jesus and to destroy our Bibles, what would, what would, what would we do? What would, you know, what would our move make? You know, and we think, oh, that'll never happen. But if you just have to look across the other side of the globe to see things like that happening all the time, yeah? So, you know, they'll turn the heat up if the heat was so intense that it, that it killed the guards and they escaped without even the smell of smoke. What confidence does that give us? God will get us through and deliver us out of that fiery trial. Amen? Amen? Sometimes... The troubles, why, why do, well, sometimes trouble, especially in, in our lives, we've found that sometimes we've experienced things that have slowed us down, or it's, it's definitely halted us, stopped us in our tracks, slowed us down, you know, and sometimes life and circumstances just go contrary to what we're trying to achieve, you know, like when I was in school, I failed standard nine, so I had to repeat the year. Now, I don't know if they do that these, these days. I think they just keep on promoting people through. But in, back in my day, if you failed a year in school, you had to repeat the year. So that was something that slowed down, my pro, impeded my progress and slowed me down. So sometimes there's a purpose. God has purpose in that. Storms also come to prove us. Whenever I say prove us, I always think of um, the Great British Bake Off when that's what you're doing. You know, storms, tribulation comes to, to prove and uh, uh, prove our faith and to prove what's really in our hearts. And just like the, the door, whatever it is, proving takes time and change occurs while something has been proved, you know. Will we still be singing and worshiping in the middle of the storm, like the song we sing? Will we still, be do, what will we be doing in the time of proving? Will we still be doing that? Amen. So these things come to prove us, you know. And how many times have we said to people in our lives, especially when we were small, ah, uh, someone would say, ah, oh, da, 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 and you'd say, ah, oh, prove it. Prove it. Prove it to me, you know. And I think that people do, and I believe that, that you know, you're looking for proof of something, and, and people out there are looking for proof all the time. They're looking for proof. Amen. Of course, tribulation comes to test our faith as well. It comes to test our faith. It doesn't produce faith because the word says that faith comes by hearing. So tribulations, you don't, you, you don't get faith in, in, in the storm. Because we get, faith comes by hearing, okay? So, 
Faith doesn't come by tribulation. Faith comes by hearing. Okay? So God will test us, I think, in the small things before he'll trust us with the big things. And if we're believing God for a breakthrough in a certain area, if we are fasting and we're praying, say we've said we're going to set aside a week to do this, then at the end of that time of fasting and prayer, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> You're probably going to be tested. You're going to be tested. And if we don't pass the test, repeat, repeat, repeat. If we don't like being tested, we're not going to grow. We have to be tested. And I like the old saying, you have to know the sorrow of study to know the joy of graduation. You know, you have to know the pain of all those miles you've put in on the road to enjoy the, the elation of crossing the finish line. So there's, there's, in, there's, there's this um, testing period, amen? And, you know, I'm sure if these things were easy, like, you know, if an Ironman triathlon was easy, I'd definitely like to be able to say, well, I'll do that because I'd like to be able to say I've done an Ironman triathlon, but I know how painful it must be to train and to get to a place where you can do those three disciplines and be out there for hours and hours and hours. Amen? Storms come to challenge our confidence in our Savior as well. Tribulation comes, as, according to Hebrews 10, 35, 36, it says, Therefore, don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you, need, you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So sometimes, um, I, I believe God has asked this of me. I want to, are you, you know, how confident are you in me, David, of what I can do in your life? And so let's not cast away our confidence, but know that when we endure, he, there's a reward waiting at the end of it. Who doesn't like rewards? <laughs> Amen. I know we're rushing through this. It's because there's more interesting stuff to do next week. But <laughs> storms, <laughs> storms, storms remind us as well that we're not alone. Amen. Okay. Now, there's nothing new under the sun. We don't, I, I've not faced the storms that Dion's faced. Dion probably not faced some of the storms that I've faced, all right? So we might not all face exactly the same troubles in life, but the reason for that is so that I can pick Dion up by a testimony of mine that she has not known and vice versa. That is, that is really important, you know? And we have to be honest with each other concerning our weaknesses and our failures, more so, I believe, in... To, you know, a lot of times, I certainly, I, I say when I grew up, but you were around people who constantly, you know, nothing was ever wrong. I know I prayed about it and everything's good now. It's like, so you just pray and then everything's good? Yeah, yeah, everything's great. I thought, okay. But I began to understand that it's good when you hear someone has a good testimony and there's a great report. But more often than not, you know, people don't just pray a simple prayer and it all works out. There's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Sometimes we want to give the good testimony without sharing the pain, the pain, the painful process, but we need to share the pain of the real story. And I think that's how we're going to touch people's lives if we share the real pain in the story. 
You know, if you've, if you've had trouble, you know, if you've had gone through cancer, you've gone through difficulty to conceive, you've, all of these things are a painful process. And, and, and you getting through the other side of that, you don't know how valuable that is to someone who's just walking into that storm. You, you have no idea how valuable that is. So we need to cultivate that really genuine testimony. And don't be afraid to share the pain and the hurt as well. And, and this pulpit will be open for testimonies. I've said that. I'm waiting for my phone to ring. So storms also come because we've chosen to serve the Lord. Amen. We made a choice to serve the Lord. And... Um, one man was uh, Zechariah, John, John the Baptist's father. And he was a servant in the temple. He lit incense and he did all of that kind of stuff. He was a devout, devout man. And um, he was a righteous man as well. Amen. And you would have thought, you know what? He's not going to have any, any problems. Amen. But his wife was barren. Elizabeth was barren. But the Lord proved them. They, they endured. The Lord proved them, and they remained in the place of service until God visited them. Elizabeth conceived, and John was born. You have to stay in your place of service. Don't, you know, and it's like, oh, I just light incense. Stay. Oh, I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just at, at the door. Actually, yeah, great, really stay, you know. I'd rather be, what's the verse? I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than, amen, you know the verse. <laughs> so stay in your place. Stay in your place of service and God will visit you, amen. But storms will come. That was that, for them, that, that was the, you know, not being able to conceive. Barren is barren, by the way. As far as I know, barren is, end of story, you can't have children. Is that right? Barren, inability to conceive. So if you're barren and you conceive, it's a miracle, right? Is it? I believe it is. Anyway, you can correct, correct me later. We're nearly, we're nearly done, and then we're going to watch this short testimony. Storms come as persecution as well. Now, persecution is really not the same as trials and tribulations. We go through trials and tribulations, Persecutions only come when you take a stand. So if you, don't, if you never take a stand, persecution is unlikely to come for the name of Jesus. So trials and tribulations, yes, but so it's, it's a different thing. Your decisions for God and righteous decisions will provoke storms. We used to, in kids' life, um, I think they used to have a, a kind of a chant. And one of the things was, I need to decide to live for God. I need to decide to live for God. And and so it was their little confession that they did. So when you, when you make a, take a stand and make a decision, then you provoke tribulation. You provoke a, a storm. And when you, if like Joseph, Joseph was, we know the story of Joseph. Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, but he made a decision and he took a stand and he wasn't going to... Um, Go and lie with her. Amen. You can read that in Genesis 39. And there's many things in this life, in this world's system that will invite you, as, as it were, to go, come and lie with me. 
Come and be with me. Amen? So, but to decide for God, to make a decision for God means that resistance is going to come. And so when Joseph resisted, actually what happened was you'd think, oh, well, he's done the right thing. God's going to bless him. No, he actually went deeper into the prison. So he actually faced a harsher um, time and he went deeper into the prison. You thought he would have been immediately blessed, but he was in a worse position only temporarily, thankfully, because then you know what became of his life. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave the two, two really good ones till next week. Is that okay? Should, no, okay, should we do them? They're, they're short ones. Why? So why troubles come? Well, trouble comes to discourage you and to weaken you. Trouble come, may as well get them all out of the way. They come to, comes to discourage you and to weaken you. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 and 9, it says, Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. And if you read that whole um, passage there and at the end, it says, For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? I think that, that um, passage mentions it three times. Be strong and of good courage. God's trying to get a message across. Don't be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. And storms will come so that we'll experience God in a new way, in a, in a different dimension. Amen. Every storm brings a new rev. Every tribulation that we've ever gone through, we've come out of it with a, a new revelation. There's always been a new message, a new revelation. Every time we've gone through, it's never been, I was going to say, it's never been a, a wasted storm. There's always been something that's come out of it. We've learned new things about God. We've learned new things. And we, will, we would never have known his deliverance had we not been in those terrible times. We wouldn't have never known God's tr the, the deliverance from the trouble and the tribulation had we not been in it. Amen. You know, how, how, could, how, how, can, how could you know that the Lord is a healer if you've never been ill? How, how, can, you, how can you know the deliverance of the Lord unless you're in a, a place where you need delivered? Amen? And so, and when we have been ill, struck down with the disease, and he does deliver us, we have the confidence then to pray for others. Because we can then say, I want to let you know that I was healed. And I want to lay hands on you and I want to pray for you. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Praise God in all things. Hallelujah. Every storm gives you a new weapon. Every storm gives you a new way to counsel somebody else. Because life, if you don't have experience, what sort of counsel can you be to someone? Can you please help me? I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me get... Well, I can't really give you any advice. I've never had any problems. I just, stay out, I just hide out the way and hope that trouble doesn't find me. <laughs> no, you know, we go through things so that we can encourage and build other people up. Amen? Finally, storms, tribulation, trials come to prevent us from getting to the destination that God has planned for us. Amen. And what I'd like to say to everyone here today, everyone who's online, is that there's somebody waiting on the other side. So 
When Jesus went to the other side, he went, encountered a madman, demon-possessed in Gadara, cast the demons out of that man, but the community got the blessing because he was a terrible, he was, he was, you know, he was driving them crazy. <laughs> the crazy was driving them crazy. And he, Jesus went, he cast out the demons and the whole community were blessed. Amen. So there's people on the other side or wherever you're going, there's people wherever Gail is going that need deliverance. There's people wherever Cindy is going that need deliverance. Amen. And so there's things that will try and stop you from getting there to set somebody else free. Amen. You can read that in Mark chapter 5. Amen. So not only are people delivered, but communities are delivered when we get through to the other side of the storm. Amen. Well, praise God. Thank you for um, taking all of that information and in. meditate on that this week. And um, particularly meditate on that message about our unity together. Amen. Well, praise God. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.